0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Make Happiness Podcast. This week, I'm super excited. A couple of reasons. One, because we have three mics, so uh, we got Eli, the producer, is going to be on, and then we also have a very cool guest, Leah.
1: I'm shaking my jazz hands
0: right now. <laughs> uh, she's really awesome. I met her through my roommate's fiance, and she's got a really cool, unique perspective, and she's doing a lot of really fun stuff, and she's just enjoying life, so I thought it'd be really fun to have her on, so... Yeah, tell me a little about, like, let people know who you are and what you do.
1: All right, so I am 24 years old. I live in Uptown in Minneapolis, and I have been a dancer for my whole life. I remember when I was 16 in high school, and we got let out of our class to go to the library and take tests on what we wanted to be when we grew up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I was so stressed out because I was like, how, how am I supposed to know this at this age? Like the only thing Mm -hmm. I know that I want to do is dance. And I didn't really know what that looked like for my life. I always thought I would have to move to LA or New York Mm -hmm. and like chase some crazy endeavor, which is totally a possibility. Right. Um, But instead I chose to stay here and keep, keep building some really cool connections and About a year ago, I started Red Hot Rascals, which is a cabaret group.
0: I didn't know that you were like one of the people who actually started it. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I sure did. I I had been dreaming this little dream for about five years. Wow. And I had actually asked people... Um, in the past if they wanted to be involved it was like I just I see like
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know lights and dancers <laughs> and I, I don't know. Do you want to do this thing? And People were like sure, but I never started it mm-hmm. And then
0: how many people are in it now
1: Now we have eight dancers including myself hmm. um, Two drag queens and cool. one flow artist.
0: Where do you guys play or perform?
1: Can Can Wonderland is kind of our number one. Okay, so we're at Can Can Wonderland Um, Every other month. So our next show is December 15th. Mm -hmm. It's titled Femme Fatale (laughs) (laughs) And we're also going to be getting into Amsterdam bar Hopefully um, that's kind of in the works right now and then the poorhouse downtown maybe uptown poorhouse too so just kind That's of awesome. trying to infiltrate.
0: So have you were you in gym, uh, like what did you do when you were 16? Was that ballet or like what kind of dancing did you do way back before you started this?
1: Yeah, way back I was trained in everything. So I did a lot of ballet training, which really helped the core of all of my movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you build strength and it's a very classic form of dance. Okay. Um,
0: How did you get into that? Just curiosity or you just like it started, you know, dancing in your room or something with music and then you started to realize you loved it or how did that like passion start?
1: There was a lot of that. There was a lot of dancing in my bedroom yes. um, and envisioning things from a young age. And I didn't even, I didn't even know what my vision was at that point. I just mm-hmm. would see things and want to make them real. But I actually was put into dance class when I was three years old. Oh, wow. So I, I just really, I grew up with it. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I was curious, you also do, um, uh, hairstyling, right? And that's like your main, that's like what you make money from and that's kind of your day job.
1: Yeah. I actually have a lot of mini day jobs. Oh, okay. It's strange. My life is strange. So I do hair a couple times a week. I just mm-hmm. rent a chair at this small, uh, salon in uptown. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I deliver groceries. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, just picking up random dance gigs here and there.
0: Mm-hmm. So is there a reason why you've never kind of conformed to like a regular job and like a normal kind of nine to five thing?
1: Well, it's funny. I, I have actually. I When I first started doing hair, I was working 40 hours a week at oh, the okay. salon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really wore on me physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, the salon is not always a super positive place. It yeah. can really be cool when someone wants you to come in and transform their whole identity yeah Um, but there's a lot of long days and your back hurts and Mm. you're sometimes cutting your fingers on accident and the bleach and the fumes you know so it's constant I just got really tired of it really quickly
0: how long did you do that full time
1: oh man not even a full year oh wow that uh, and that was kind of when I had just started Red Hot Rascals and I knew that if I didn't give The Rascals, my full priority, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it would crumble. Right. So I knew something had to shift, Mm -hmm. and that was what I chose.
0: That's awesome. Was it easy to make that decision?
1: No, not at all. I mean, the salon that I worked at at the time... It's a really cool place. It's called Pompadour. Um, <laughs> it's on Nicolet and 38th. And I, I really do support everything they do. It's a woman owned business. Mm. Um, she built it from money that she had saved up from serving. Oh, and wow. it had been open for a couple of years and I was with them like pretty much from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of emotional ties. Sure.
0: Of to course. the
1: salon in general. And um
0: and you're still involved in it w- with a little bit, which is cool too. So yeah. You didn't completely separate yourself from it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm actually at a new salon now. Oh, do, okay. when I The one I work at part-time. So oh. I did separate myself, but it's okay. You know, that's just life.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's different chapters and whatnot and things yeah. move. Yeah. So what what made that decision difficult for you to kind of, you know, take a step back from doing the hair and these other things and focusing more on the dance and the real you know, enjoyment or passion that you had for creating this idea?
1: I think part of what makes that kind of decision really scary is obviously financial reasons. Mm
0: -hmm. 100%.
1: That's the biggest scare. Um, But I think a bigger part of it that we don't always realize is I think we're more afraid of our own potential Mm -hmm. and, like, having the freedom to make either, like, the most grand ideas and decisions or to kind of downfall and fail Mm -hmm. a couple of times, you know, that's really scary.
0: Yeah. Having that, like, you know, being afraid to try something and then just completely fall on your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's real. But (laughs) the fact that you actually took that leap of faith is awesome because a lot of people are just petrified to do that. Mm -hmm. Like so many people have these great ideas, but they're just not willing to take that risk. Yeah. What's your advice to have or give to people listening to take that risk and take that leap?
1: It sounds so typical, hey. and I know you already probably know what I'm going to say, but it's honestly just start doing it. Like, I, that's my only answer. Start. I didn't, I had a very small plan. I mm-hmm. knew, I knew I was going to start with a promo video to, you know, I think that's the best way to show people what we do is through video. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Especially with this day and age with social media and stuff. hmm
1: yeah. So I just, I gathered a very small group of artists and I reached out to so many theaters to see where I could shoot this thing. And I actually wound up shooting it at my old high school.
3: <laughs> that's crazy.
1: <laughs> I got a crazy deal on it because the guy running the theater knows my dad from high school. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's what it's about. Just those connections.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just started with that. And then God, my first audition, I only had four people show up. <laughs> And one of them is still with us today. Shout That's out cool. to Rebecca, <laughs> the OG rascal. That's awesome. Um, and, and then our second audition, you know, six months later, we had a full room. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And uh, I was curious, too, about the name. I don't know if you touched on this. How did you guys come up with that? Or how did you come up with Red Hot Rascals? You know, what is that meaning?
1: Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in front of my notebook. Just mm-hmm. writing different words down. Okay. Um,
0: just ideas and. Just
1: ideas, um, words and phrases that I had a connection to. Oh sure. You know, bedazzlement or yeah, kooky or femme or you know, and I and different. I just whatever I felt a connection to, I just wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got really into the idea of red hot. That was kind of what started to drive it. Mm-hmm. Red hot. And I was like, okay, red hot, that means fire, that means passion, that means totally. standing out mm-hmm. from the crowd.
0: It's exciting.
1: It's Yeah, It's there's a lot of drive behind it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fire. And I really connect to fire in a lot of ways.
0: Is that why you dyed your hair red?
1: It, it's a part of it. It's <laughs> part of it for sure. Um, but then I, I actually remember reaching out to a lot of my friends and I had three choices. And one was red hot pistols, okay? Mm-hmm. Another one was, oh, man, I don't know if I remember the third one. It was well, something else that would not have made as much sense. I was going to say, rascals. obviously,
0: if you didn't remember it, then it wasn't important. <laughs> it
1: wasn't important, yeah. And, and Rascals stood out for a few reasons. And obviously, you know, Red Hot Rascals, That it flows. It yeah. flows off the tongue. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. But the word rascal, I, I jive with it a okay. lot. Um, you know it's cheeky it's mm-hmm. you're a goof you're a little misbehaving fool but you're cute still you right. know yeah and that's what we are we are all a bunch of rascals
0: <laughs> that's awesome I really like that that's cool yeah Uh, this is gonna go a little bit more into the happiness and stuff because mm-hmm. obviously happiness podcast we got to talk about that a little bit gotta what's, what's what do you think the difference is between happiness and joy if there is a difference
1: mm. I think joy, I think joy comes from, it's kind of more of like an everlasting feeling that you just build upon over time. Okay. And I think happiness is found in those little moments when everything just kind of starts to sink in Mm -hmm. and time kind of stops for a second. And you're just truly appreciating everything that is and has been and will be.
0: Sure. So you think joy is more long-term, happiness is more short-term?
1: Maybe not necessarily short-term versus long-term. But I think they have different effects on your body, you Mm -hmm. know? Like I think of joy as more of acceptance, you know? Like internal? yeah and happiness is it's something that just comes upon you and it, it takes over your whole being mm-hmm. you know
0: because when i i don't know I, i've had this thought because i was conversating with someone at school about it but when you say that you're enjoying life right like that mm-hmm. is a statement of joy but if you say you're enjoying something are you also happy well you're you know mm-hmm. i think they coincide with each other yeah
1: because
0: if you're enjoying something that obviously means you're happy right or you'd think so at least
1: yeah that's that's a funny subject because i was actually just talking about this earlier with a friend of mine about how sometimes being being unhappy can actually be a really positive thing sometimes Mm. because it drives you to find happiness again
0: but not with everyone i know some people who Their drive is like they won't take any action on it, like you were saying earlier, they'll just dig themselves a hole and sit in there because they Mm -hmm. want someone else to feel guilty for them. But it's like that's not going to do any benefit.
3: If I can interject here, hi, I bet you guys forgot I was here. Um, I haven't (laughs) talked in 12 minutes, but um, that was something that Maddie actually talked about last week was you know, the motivation is to not be in that place anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember when she said that, but yeah, you know, the. Like negativity and being unhappy can be a motivation to be like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And go find something and do something that does make you happy. Right. It brings you joy. So. Or
1: or even finding happiness in being uncomfortable yep. or being scared or being sad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can find this strange happiness in the fact that I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. No, I've
0: definitely... I've. The more I'm realizing, I've had a couple of those moments recently where it's like I'm in a really low energy level state, but yet I'm still happy as Mm -hmm. far as the entirety of my life and you know i have so many things to be grateful for and excited Mm -hmm. about so it's like even in the one moment of unhappiness or sadness i still have a very joyful life or you know it's filled with the good things
3: everyone has those moments though yeah you know it's not something that's like you have a bad moment you're just like oh no can't be happy it's game over (laughs) right it's game over so
1: pick yourself back up
0: well eli what about the people who don't you know who dig themselves a hole or they're not unhappy? This is for you leah too but like how do they get that motivation if they don't want to change, you know? Like people who just are accepting the fact that they're never going to get out of it or they have no hope, you know, those kind of th- people, like the extreme end of it.
1: You you have to want to change mm-hmm. because I've, I've watched it. I've been very close to some people and wanted to save them be- because it's terrible to watch that happen to somebody. 100%. But if they aren't willing,
0: nothing's going to happen.
1: No, because they're never going to listen to what anybody else has to say or Mm -hmm. or even what their own brain might be telling them.
0: Sure. So they have to come to that realization. They have
1: to want it. They have to want to be in a better place. Mm
3: -hmm. It's like people struggling with addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't force someone to not be addicted to something because it's not in their their mindset of being that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Like the people who, you know, have that addictive or, you know, they're going through something, they have to come to that realization first because it's not in their standard to change.
1: And I also think a lot of people are are addicted to being sad or being, you know, beat on by the world or being
0: beating themselves
3: up. Yeah. It's got to be like a brain chemistry thing, like Mm -hmm. something involved. I'm I'm using terms here that I don't fully understand, but something yeah. like to do with like dopamine or something
1: like that. Right, and your, serotonin levels. Yeah,
3: like that kind of thing.
1: For sure.
0: Well, I know like when you feel sorry for yourself a lot, then that in return, I think after coming out of those situations, you feel a lot more love for yourself internally mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a part of it because I know yeah. like when I'm in a really depressing state, right on the opposite end of that, I get super happy and in love with mm-hmm. myself and I'm really appreciative mm-hmm. of like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
2: is that know.
3: like an understanding of like oh. Is it like a moment of realization that you're unhappy and you're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And you, th- you know that you can be there or.
0: Well, it's more or less. I let the external environment get to me. And then I kind of, I'm, um, I have to get to a point. I'm like, wait a minute, Ian, like you're letting these other things get to you that you sh- don't. Getting need. out of your head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, since on the topic of like mental health, have you ever had to deal with any kind of stuff like that internally? And if so, how did you get out of it? And how do you deal with self-love and kind of, you know, being happy with yourself and not letting insecurities and that other stuff affect you?
1: I think that's something that I'm just learning as I go. Okay. And I don't think I've really found a complete answer for myself yet. I've definitely dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety in my life. And I think that they come together. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of travel as a pair.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, oh, man, self-doubt all the time. I'm <laughs> constantly thinking I, I'm not... Especially now that I have this team of individuals yeah. that are counting on me, you know, to keep not only my dream, but their dream alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm constantly getting down on myself. I haven't done enough. I'm not doing enough. Um,
0: so you just put that pressure on yourself?
1: Yeah. How do, yeah. You, how do
0: you stay on top of it and not let it explode?
1: What I like to do just kind of as a general practice is look back. Look back at where I was a year ago. Mm. The people I was hanging out with. The things I was putting my time into. Mm -hmm. um, My trial and error. And and where I've come since then.
0: Just reflecting? Yeah. Okay.
1: Because it's easy to see your growth that way. Totally. And I think, you know, social media, it has a lot of (laughs) negative effects on our life. But I also think, like, Instagram has become my journal. Mm -hmm. And... I love to look back on where I was a year ago through Instagram and see what I was writing Mm -hmm. about and what pain I was feeling Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or what was getting me down, what was lifting me up and how that has changed over time. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've noticed too, you've been posting a lot of like inspirational quotes or other like (laughs) meaningful stuff on your stories and it's really awesome. Is there like anything that sparked that or is that just like what you're feeling Then you're like, hey, I want to share this with other people?
1: It's what I'm feeling and I just want other people to know. I want, Mm. I want to share an enlightened state of mind with people. I want other people to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I also want people to know that I'm not just like this sparkles and glitz wearing and jazz hands and, and hairography chick. I'm not, I'm not just the sparkly side Mm -hmm. of performing. You know, I, I've been through shit. Mm-hmm. And I go through shit every day, and it's right. not easy. And I'm really, really poor. I'm so poor. <laughs> I don't make any money at all. But I...
0: But how much of an impact have you made th- through the shows just on oh, people?
1: so much. and And just these little messages that I get from my cast members every now and then just randomly. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm boarding this flight, and I just want you to know that this, this, and this that you've taught me, and you've made me feel that I... Can do these things and hey, Leah, I appreciate you you so much. You know, those things, those things keep my life rich. Yeah. You know, whether or not I can buy a $50 plate of sushi versus, you know, a $1 pack of ramen for dinner, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: That's awesome. So you find the more value in like the emotional side or having an impact on other people versus like a monetary value?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's good because a lot of uh, like if your drive is money, then I think y- you're n- you're never going to be ultimately happy or fulfilled. You got to have that ambition to in- not necessarily inspire others, but impact other people or help other people in some mm-hmm. sort of way. You know, how can you serve other human beings? I think that's the ultimate, you know, goal to fulfillment or easiest. It's simple. It's not easy.
1: but Right. Yes. I like that you said that simple, but not easy. Yes, that's true.
3: You got to quote that. Put
0: that on like a T-shirt or something. Well, I'm sure yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> Make happiness T-shirt. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. I don't know. Someone's probably said that before, though. I'm sure I'm not the first. Oh
1: well, yeah, but you can put it in your own words.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So going into, I want to talk a little bit about. I know we say this literally every week, but education for you. I've. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've gone to school or what you yeah. feel about that.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I feel a lot of things mm-hmm. about organized schooling. <laughs> organized schooling. Yeah, I. I went to one year of community college. Oh, okay. Cool. When I graduated high school.
0: Was that for uh, hairstyling, I would assume?
1: No, it was just, I was just taking general credits. I think I took like an acting class and some writing and reading and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: a math class that I dropped out of because I hate math. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm just not good at it, let's be real. But my brain doesn't think that way. I've got, I'm such a right-brained person yeah you know Mm -hmm. but anyways so yeah and i was dancing in this company at the time and i just i just knew that i i wasn't gonna decide that's what i wanted to do with my life Mm -hmm. and so i just stopped (laughs) and i i went and i got a yoga certification and
0: oh cool i didn't know that
1: yeah so I taught yoga for a while, and then I stopped for a while. I'll probably start again soon.
0: Do you still practice yoga?
1: I do sometimes at home. I don't. I haven't been to a class in a really long time, but mm. I use it um, to warm up dancers sometimes. Oh, that makes sense. You know, and meditation techniques, and I, I use it every day. I, it, mm. It's really shaped the way that I just think in general. Sure. And feel in general.
0: This is also, this is, I don't know why this reminds I guess the stretching made me think of it, but have you ever had any like injuries or something in a performance or like any, you know, stories of that nature?
1: Well, I haven't had a serious injury from dance in a long time. Mm. Um, I pulled a hamstring a long time ago. It was pretty shitty, but yeah, you know, nothing major. Um, I definitely will probably be in a wheelchair long before <laughs> most people will because
0: it's not easy on your body
1: it's a lot of um, jumping
0: and impact
1: yeah a lot of impact um and just doing things that your body is not necessarily meant to do
0: and I'm (laughs) yeah I know there's a lot of different um ways of dancing too Mm -hmm. like there's choreographed stuff and other I don't even the technical terms but like what what is your favorite type of dance like what's the kind of stuff that you particularly enjoy the most
1: I don't even have I can't I can't even answer that question okay? because I love it all for what it is, Mm. you know, the difference between going to a ballet class and being told what to do and you know that it's supposed to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. There's a challenge in that, but there's also a challenge in going out to perform in front of a whole room of people Mm -hmm. and just freestyling the whole thing and just using your emotions to literally guide every single movement. That's cool. You know, that's. There's such a difference between that and then hip-hop. I, I love hip-hop. Hmm. Um, it's, a really, it's a really freeing form mm-hmm. of dance. Um, I just kind of get lost in the music in a different way than I do with other styles.
0: Yeah. I also, so I assume since you dance a fair amount to music, then you probably have a lot of interest in music as well. Yeah. So do you Absolutely. have the way whenever you're listening to certain songs, do you dance a certain mm-hmm. way? Do they correlate with each other?
1: Yeah, yeah. I one of my biggest drives in life, whether that's in a yoga class or with choreography or with a project, is is giving a piece of music like mm-hmm. a home okay. or or a bigger reason behind it mm-hmm. or a new reason behind it. Yeah. Um, and, that's cool. And so I like to. Whether it's a really subtle movement, like literally just moving my fingers, mm-hmm. or the biggest jump, or like just flailing yeah. my body around, <laughs> you know, I, I like to emulate what I think that artist was feeling when they wrote the song.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you, uh, do you enjoy, or whenever you're, like, just listening to music at home, not dancing, do you listen to the music that you dance to usually? Or, like, if you're, let's say you're setting up or something, do you like to listen to that and kind of study it religiously, or do you just play it by ear?
1: Yeah. If I'm, like, for instance, I did this solo. Um, I did it twice now. I've performed it twice, and it was different each time. I used... The song Creep by Radiohead, but it was a different version. Okay. Um, it was this kind of old school version mm-hmm. by Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox. Oh, cool. And it's so intricate. There's these little... Subtle. Really subtle piano. And then there's mm-hmm. moments where the singer is just wailing. You know so i i studied that song so much
0: yes yeah, so you could kind of like you know play accordingly to it or match the same feel of it
1: mm-hmm. know what's coming and and be able to think on the spot yeah but at still know what my intention behind my next move is going to be
0: yeah see so, it's good that's to have awesome. a plan of attack
3: rather yeah. than to just
0: be like
1: what's going on right here? yeah right
0: so if Dancing is obviously a huge passion for you. Do you ever get burned out from it, you know, running this thing, doing, being in charge of all these little things you have to do?
1: Yeah, I do. It <laughs> it hits me at random moments mm-hmm. and that's part of the pressure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, of, of knowing that I, I can't give up and I don't want to give up, mm-hmm. but sometimes it does get hard. Right. Because.
0: There's a million things to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just the creative side; it's also emails and mm-hmm. the website and making set lists and designing the costumes. Just the organization of it all. There's so much. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it, but would you trade it for anything else?
1: No, never.
0: Hmm. It's a loaded question.
1: <laughs> never, ever, <laughs> yeah, ever. Fair enough. This is it's my baby.
0: Where where do you want to grow? What do you want it to become?
1: <sighs> I well I first. My first plan of attack is to take over the city. I
0: think <laughs> I, love I that. think
1: Minneapolis has status. yeah. Minneapolis has so much potential. We have so many amazing performers, and I think we're really open to art. And you know, we've we've birthed many really Famous. amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, Slug, you know, Atmosphere, yeah. Prince, Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. you know, and and we have it. We totally have it. My group is so amazing, and I just want the rest of Minneapolis to get on board mm-hmm. with the ideas, you know. And then I would love for us to travel and just keep telling different stories.
0: And do like tours of some sort. Yeah, cool. I didn't even know you could do that as like a dance team. Like, going, yeah, that's awesome.
1: It's, so would you? Would, would not be easy. But.
0: Yeah. Would you have you ever done like events like you know at if it's like I don't even know is it, I'm thinking of a music festival because that's but is there like dance right. festivals that are right. equivalent to that?
1: There's definitely opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you know, I'm just trying to take one thing at a, time. at a time. Yeah. and really focus on producing good work for what's right in front of me. Right. And
0: So you have a quality, you know, mm-hmm. you're proud of what you're doing now yeah. before you expand and do other things? Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool.
1: There's a lot of time, but also not enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I'm learning. Patience and time is a whole new thing. It's mm-hmm. like there's so many things I want to do, but it's like just go slow and just enjoy it while it's here and just things will come. Just be patient and just, you know, let it let it unfold over the 10 years or 20 years rather than mm-hmm. w- wanting it so instantly because I feel like in this yeah. world, everything is so instant. Yeah it's really hard to take a step back and understand that like it is a process it is going to take
1: everything is mm-hmm. okay so i have a question for you yeah go for that it. somebody else asked me mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago sure what do you think the greatest force in the world is
0: greatest force uh definitely internal i think greatest force something inside of you you know that that spark, that desire. Like um, when you started dancing in your room at a really young age, Mm -hmm. that was a force, you know, that Mm -hmm. you just instantly had that, I don't know, something happened in your brain where you're like, I enjoy this. This is what I want to do the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. Even when you're at 16 and all you can think about is dance. Like, I think that having that moment and I believe everyone has that moment. Yeah. It might be more prominent for other people, but everyone has that moment. And if you can't think of that moment right now, as I'm saying this, it is there. You just got to sit in a room and like really dig, dig deep into yourself. But having that desire to just pursue one thing forever i think that's the force that is ultimately what you should do but i think
3: i think it's difficult to make desire go away Mm -hmm. yeah you can't undo that like it's like if you want something how how can you tell yourself oh i don't really want that but inside you kind of like yeah i
0: do like for you the desire is music i would assume right sure yeah
3: i mean just i mean sure sure yeah you're right yeah (laughs) you're right but yeah i got to work at um a couple studios and just i i've probably said this before like on one of the first couple podcasts but like when someone's recording or whatever they may be doing on like a mic or something or musically just when it comes together and they just get super excited that like feeling they get and they like maybe like they'll jump around and they'll be like yes that came mm-hmm. together and I, like i purity That's yeah a pure moment i like mm-hmm. when people get to have that moment like when something comes together really well it's Mm -hmm. satisfying and rewarding
0: yeah
1: yeah cool
0: i was curious what what was your response to that question what's the force
1: i said love
0: oh that's a good one
1: and i don't mean necessarily romantic love Mm -hmm. i i think that's a facet of it but love for yourself true love for yourself love for life Mm mm-hmm love for all living beings you know just i think i think it's so powerful how if you spread that out it just comes right back to you Mm -hmm. and it you're just building this ladder of empowerment and allowing people to be everything that they can be
0: right no, that's really cool. And I like that you say that love and not a, just a sense of like relationship or intimacy, but like a yeah. real love of like passion and appreciation and just that 110% into yeah. the, into everything you do, mm-hmm. which is awesome because it's like real faith and real, you know, um, trust in yourself and in other people and not even, not uh, trust that they'll do the right thing, but trust in yourself that the universe or whatever you want to call it is going to do the right thing for right. you. Right, But uh, And that,
1: yeah, that's another... I think I was reading this quote by Alan Watts last night and what Eli said about desire. I, I can't put it into exact words because he is so profound and mm-hmm. everything that he says, but it was something along the lines of desire is there to to give you faith in the universe, bringing you what you need, and, and you might not realize it right away.
0: yeah. <laughs> no that's really interesting yeah alan watts is insane he has so many like really crazy articulate quotes oh,
1: that... he makes i mean he's kind of like einstein and the way that he'll make such a huge idea yeah so he'll just lay it out so simple mm-hmm. in one sentence and you're like that's what i was feeling i didn't even know but yeah. you said it and now i know it
0: <laughs> no it's really cool so uh, I'm curious. You you talked earlier about giving stuff out and receiving. I would assume right. you've heard of the law of attraction. Oh yeah. Okay. That's How'd,
1: real. That is <laughs> real shit.
0: I love it. Um, do you, <clears throat> when you when you're using law of attraction, do you focus more on the thing that you want or the end goal, or do you focus more on just giving value to other people or giving you know stuff away?
1: I look at it. More so as just always trying to be my most authentic self mm. and just telling the truth, speaking the truth, speaking my truth, and that others will do the same. And it will just circulate more positivity in general. Sure. Like, I don't necessarily look at it to benefit me or benefit the other person. Right. I just think as a whole benefiting everything around me Mm
0: -hmm. because when you are your authentic self that is when you're you know you're in the most in tune with loving yourself and all those Mm -hmm. other things we just talked about yeah that's cool
1: and just not necessarily trying to get anything out of other people Mm -hmm. just allowing them to be their most authentic self and
0: like we were talking about earlier how you got those messages that they inspired you or you inspired them and then that was you know you never would have expected that that wasn't your intention but it happened
1: yeah it's awesome it's beautiful
3: it's kind of like what you can do with your reward of like what you've attracted rather than the reward itself yes
1: yeah exactly Mm. Eli (laughs) high five
0: yeah that was a really good way of putting it um yeah i don't know i think we just covered a shitload of stuff and that was really cool yeah i was i don't know if i have anything else i want to talk about do you have any
3: i do actually yeah back to what you said this maybe 20 minutes ago but you were saying like you hated math (laughs) because you weren't good at it and like what (laughs) how you feel about that like how people in general typically hate what Mm. they aren't good at
1: oh it's
3: a good question yeah
1: okay so what are you asking me that's Wh- what I why want. <laughs>
3: why do you think that is? Why do you th- Oh, think why do people... I think
1: people hate things that they're not good at?
0: Cuz they're not good at uh, it. I fear
3: mean, of, yes. like fear of failure maybe?
1: It's frustrating. I Okay, so me and my relationship with math is completely different than me with my relationship <laughs> with other things that I'm not good at. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> let's trace this back. Math Oh my god. Why do we need to be learning algebra? Like I don't, for my life, just, I don't care. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just knew that right away. I was like, I'm not going to use this ever.
0: But what about accounting okay. for the books or for anything for your business? I don't think you use algebra well, for that.
1: you just need to know like simple math for that, yeah. which like, okay, give me a calculator. I got it. Fine. <laughs> Anyways, so that, that's why I hated it. Cause I was like, why am I being forced to do this? Mm. Why am I not going to? do well in life if i can't tell you why pi equals x you know like stupid shit okay i'm getting heated just thinking about it i don't (laughs) like um the school system okay so that's that but (laughs) then okay when i learned this new form of dance last year crump
2: Mm.
1: yeah it's oh my god (laughs) that's a whole nother subject i could talk about that for a whole podcast but anyways i was very frustrated because it was so different from other forms of dance that I had been doing my whole life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't good at it right away. But guess what? I trained and I trained and I trained for six months. My excel rate was amazing because mm. I put my mind to it and yes, it made me mad. But no, I didn't hate it. You know? Mm-hmm. I I got frustrated and I let that be a drive to make me do better. You
3: wanted to be able to do that. Yeah, that's better. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh,
1: you know, yeah. or with cooking. Like I'm not a great cook, but sure I'll get frustrated. I'll spend some time out of the kitchen for a week, and make some microwave meals. But I'll go back a week later, find a new recipe, make some chili. Great.
0: You don't get discouraged by it. I
1: don't know. But well, why? Why Yeah, do... I might, but I'll, it'll pass.
0: Exactly. But why? Why is your passion and your hatred for math so prominent that it'll never change?
1: Because I just don't think it's necessary for everyone. Mm. I think if you want to be a mathematician if you are like the next einstein again we're gonna bring him back up (laughs) great go be a genius i support it okay but i don't think we should be telling people what they need to know to be a successful human Mm. i think that we should let people figure that out for themselves
3: that's a thought-provoking quote there
0: yeah What about people who need to have that guide, though? Because there are some people who need to have some sort of direction. They need to have that extra push to be like, hey, well, you can try this. You can do this. Just learn these basics and then go from there.
1: I think maybe we just need to, like, redetermine what the basics are. Okay. What the basics need to be and should be. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why don't we learn more about sewing and, like, how to do our taxes and... I yeah, don't know how like to get your own health insurance. Real-life applicable
3: and, subjects.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we touched on this in the last podcast, but I thought it was like, why don't we have a class that's mandatory that talks about mental health, you know, how to mm-hmm. deal with depression or anxiety? Mm. Like, why is that not a mandatory
1: oh thing? Oh, my God.
3: I suppose there are, like, health classes in high yeah, school and stuff. I did but
1: take, like, a teen stress management yeah. class. But, but it's but like, those are We a lot. We, like, took naps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
3: Weird. I mean, there's, like, yeah, there's... in. Because we had like 10th grade I, health or something like yeah. that, and there was like one class out of an entire high school thing that mm-hmm. it's not enough
0: brushes over in like a unit, yeah, yeah. Uh, so why do you think people are they hate or yeah, they hate what lies. they're bad oh, at? Man.
1: Let's hear it.
3: I wasn't ready for this, um, <laughs> right? I suppose it does have to do with frustration, like, you feel like maybe you don't want to you don't want to feel that way so you brush it off and go into something you already know you're good at or mm-hmm. if you don't know you're good at something you just go on and try something else like for me I'm I I do well in math but I writing classes for me are difficult huh. because I just don't it's like for me I don't like care enough it's like yeah. why when we when we were in high school, we had to like write essays all the time. And yeah. It's like, why do you care what my opinion on this is? Mm. Like, do you really care, or is it just the fact that you want to see me, like put w- put the words on the paper and like it's like, all right, here this is. Like, I get that, but wow, it's just yeah, not something I'd like to spend a ton of time on. You'd rather right.
0: invest like, more yeah. into something else. You it doesn't seem care like about. it's worth
3: it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, students spend hours and hours and hours writing these papers that they won't probably won't think about for any other time in their life Mm -hmm. but i mean you know there's outliers there but you know like a college thesis is completely different than a high school a a paper on yeah i don't know like catcher in the rye Mm mm-hmm
1: Yeah. I see. I loved writing classes.
0: Yeah. Same here. But see my, my thing about school, like there wasn't any one subject or anything that I absolutely despise and would not invest anything into because Mm -hmm. I knew long-term it's like, this sucks now, but I know in the long run, 10 years from now I can benefit from it. Like (laughs) I used to take, my mom forced me to take piano lessons. I hated piano. I hated going to piano recitals. I hated learning how to play piano and reading music. But like now 10 years later, I'm really happy that she made me go because now I'd somewhat know how to play the piano i mean i obviously can't read music as good as i used to but i still have you know little bits and pieces of it
3: that i right. i agree with that like there's nothing that i'd feel like i just like take for granted or just anything in my life that i feel like like that was a waste of time really because right. it's it's let me learn something it's let me expand exp- uh, expand it's let me um what's, what's the word i'm looking for grow
0: i don't know <laughs> like
3: live it it's let me yeah. be a part of it and yeah. that's something i can expand on or grow from Mm -hmm. it's not there's i don't think there's any experience in life that's a waste
1: Mm. i agree i agree i don't believe in regret i say that all the time
0: mm -hmm. that's cool
1: yeah i i believe in regretting not having done something Mm. i don't believe in regretting Mm. having done things you have done yeah yeah
0: well so how do you handle fear then you know like taping like doing something that you're really scared of but you know it's gonna benefit long term you know you don't like how do you get over that because that's a pretty big barrier to leap or like get over
1: that's a that's a hard question I it depends on what kind of fear you're talking about Mm -hmm. what kind of fear are you talking about
0: something that's gonna be help you personal develop either you know, emotionally or with business or with dance or whatever, but I'm not talking, cause we talked about this the last episode too. I'm not yeah. talking about like getting raped or something or like right. something really drastic, like,
1: like, okay, a big, a big show coming up. Yeah. I'm scared to
0: perform well, or there's right. an opportunity or like yeah. something like that.
1: I, I just use again, my past experiences. I've been to a lot of places, I've seen a lot of things. I've done some weird things. I used to be in a jug band. Mm. That's a, a Weird. What did you you play? Uh, A lot of things, like the kazoo or Ah. the slide whistle. (laughs) Played the guitar once. That's funny. Sing Santeria. That's cool. Um, (laughs) But I've just, I've been in a lot of weird places and I've I've had the opportunity to perform in some big venues um, and I kind of just always tell myself like every new opportunity that I get, okay, well look at all that you've done. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Right. You know?
0: Going back to the reflecting you were talking about earlier. Just yeah. Just looking back.
1: I'll just be like, okay, you know, if you can perform mm-hmm. at A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. You can perform at D, which is the next one. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I try to tell myself, like, you're capable. Mm-hmm. You're so capable. It's the
3: same concept. It's just the place that's different or mm-hmm. the circumstances are slightly Yeah. not quite the same. Yeah. But the overall idea is the mm-hmm. same. Yep.
1: I still, I get nervous every single time I perform.
0: That's it. I was going to ask that.
1: Every single time. No matter what? No matter what.
0: Even if it's like in front of your friends?
1: Yeah. I think sometimes, especially if my say, friends are in the audience. W- as a
0: performer or whatever, I've, you know,
3: in front of your friends, it feels like mm-hmm. there's more pressure on you for some oh, reason. I guess that makes
0: sense.
1: Uh, maybe yeah. not pressure on you, but because um, I know my, f- my friends are some of my biggest supporters mm-hmm. and they're not dancers. So I could do something really stupid and they'd still be like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. But okay. Well, I do have a lot of friends that are dancers, but a lot of my friends also aren't. And they come to my shows and they love everything that I do. And it's amazing. And I love that about them. I'm very thankful for their support. But um, I think on my end, it's more self-inflicted pressure. Like I just, I just want them to be so amazed. I just want to be like, you came, you took the time out of your Feel like day their time was worth it. to come watch me. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a great show.
0: Yeah, I want to perform with the best I can do. Yeah,
1: and I want it to be better than the last time you saw me.
0: Yeah, you know, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. That, um, makes, that
3: makes me think of, uh, I think it was Ringo Starr or whatever. He was mm-hmm. saying like every time he, like even like, after all these years of being a performer, he still gets nervous like walking up to the mic like. I, th- yeah. I think it was Ringo Starr. Be like, yeah, he he runs up to the mic just so he can get there. He doesn't want to just like that's like his vice. Like he can wow. he has the mic in front of him. And wow, that's
1: that's beautiful. Yeah, David Bowie also said something about the fact that he hated his own singing voice, and he hated singing.
0: <laughs> Interesting, uh-huh.
1: but then he said somebody had has to do it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. That he is one of my favorite people ever. Okay, like if I could bring him back from the dead and just sit down and have a conversation He's with the him, one. <laughs> he's the one um I think he was like a really true pioneer for a lot of things um, people that are different and eccentric and mm-hmm. Just He lived his truth. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier. He really
0: was his real self.
1: Yeah, and just some of the things that He says like that's so humble for him Mm -hmm. to say I hate the sound of my own singing voice and he did have a weird voice Yeah, but he had really good things to say and Mm -hmm. to show people and so he did it anyway And I think that's really cool Like a lot of times when I see videos of myself dancing. I'm like ew, what am I do? What is my foot doing that Mm -hmm. looks terrible, (laughs) but what other people see is raw emotion and Me not being afraid to tell a story sure and go crazy
0: Well, I think a lot of, like, whenever you're looking back at your own thing, you know, because it's yours, everyone looks at the the things they don't like. Right. No one looks at the things that they like. Like, that's just human nature, I think, when we're looking back on our own creations, our own stuff.
3: We're very critical of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that that can be a positive, Mm -hmm. especially for people that want to excel at their craft. Oh, yeah um
0: but nothing's ever gonna be perfect and that's the thing never like with my poetry my writing it's like i always look back and i'm like oh i wish i did this i wish I did that but it's like
3: i think that's a key to understand about yourself is like we can't nail everything right on the head we have to understand that that's the point of reflection as you were saying like we learn from you know mistakes we've made or things Mm -hmm. we wish we'd done better Mm
1: -hmm.
0: cool this has been awesome i think this is really fun
1: jazz hands again
0: yeah (laughs) um cool i think that just about wraps everything up Do you have any final words for the audience
1: oh man just go out there and love love yourself love each other love life that's it thanks ian thank you eli mm-hmm.
0: of course thanks for being on the show yeah so stay tuned we got a bunch of other stuff we'll have more guests soon and also i just released uh i touched on it last week but i got an event coming up in january it's going to be epic it's at uh Woo! honest studios i'm super excited so yeah I see. hope to see you guys there, and uh, stay tuned for next week.
3: I think we should plug your thing a little bit more here. It's uh, January 5th. Yes. Uh, Honest Studios. Honest Studios in uh, Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, right up of Washington. It's actually right next to the downtown spy house, so it's like really close. Okay. And what, what time? Yeah, what time? Uh, 5 p.m., 5 to 8, 5 to 9-ish depends but yeah starts at five there's going to be a sh- artist showcase I'm actually trying to get the artist on this podcast so hopefully that pans out beforehand but he doesn't live in Minnesota so we'll see fingers crossed cool all yeah right. it's going to be epic excited <laughs> that's right there's going to be way more of me talking about it to you so
1: awesome I'll yeah. be there
0: cool uh, bring your friend
1: I'll bring all my friends <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> All
0: right. Right on. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, everyone.